0: Hello everyone, this is episode 509 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Friday, August 10th, 2018. I am your host, Marcus Nez, and today I decided to see what it would be like uh, moving the camera. For all the audio listeners, the majority of the listeners are like, what are you talking about? Well, for the YouTube watchers, I'm now looking directly at this stupid camera, and it feels weird. I don't like it, but... I'm your host, Marcus Nez. Don't remember if I said that. If I did, well, you know it twice now. Uh, But I'll be talking about Onrush today, and We Happy Few, a little bit of that, and probably some more movie talk. So I'm going to start with Onrush because I have picked up the game now that it is on sale finally on Xbox, and there's also a free weekend going on, so you can play it for free until the 12th. And it's on sale for 40% off the standard edition, 50% off the deluxe edition, which means you can pick up the deluxe edition for a buck fifty more than the standard edition uh, currently uh, with this sale. And I absolutely adore the game. I loved the trial and was just waiting for it to go on sale and bought it immediately upon seeing that it was on sale. And I was randomly just checking it every now and again to see if oh is it on sale is it on sale now because i just wanted to play it and i also bought the white tiger tombstone Uh, and the tombstones are what you drop whenever you wreck whether you just crash yourself or get uh run over by another player another car and that was only a buck but i've been playing a lot more of the game Now that I have the full copy and I still think it's an incredibly fun, different type of racer that is very accessible and can make anyone feel like they're contributing to the team and anyone can get into it right away. There's no learning curve. Uh, There are things you can master, uh, the different abilities and, and whatnot of the various cars and bikes, but you can jump in and do a fairly good job of just uh, helping your team and all that jazz. And there are four different modes in the game. Last time I played it, I only ran into two. So there's countdown, which is where you are fighting against the other team uh, as your both of your clocks are running down. You go through gates to uh, keep your time up, and whoever still has time uh, you know whoever runs out of time first loses that round, and it's the best of however many rounds. Sometimes you both start with a very high timer, and it's just winner takes all with one round. There is split, which is where you all start in bikes, and then when you crash, you go up the next class in vehicle. And you crash that, you go on the next one, and when you crash that, you just end up with the big like bulldozer versions of their cars. They're like hummers and whatnot, and Whatever team still has some people in the lower class vehicles left in the end wins there is then um overdrive, which is the one where you're both competing to get to the to get to ten thousand points I think always uh, um so you're just trying to get to the most points before the other team or get to a specific number of points before the other team and then the last one I forget what it's called, but it's where a zone will pop up in the environment, and you will have to stay in it for a certain amount of time to win that point. Um, so you're, you're basically just capturing points. And the first to capture a specific number of points uh, wins. And I have more fun with Onrush than any other racer of the last few years. Just just pure fun. I really enjoy the Forza Horizon games. I enjoy the Forza Motorsport games. I enjoy Mario Kart. But I I have way more fun with Onrush than even Mario Kart. Because, one, Onrush single player is a lot of fun. Mario Kart single player, I don't find any fun in that. I find it to be a really just boring experience. And if you're playing on the harder difficulties, a rather frustrating thing Um And if I I just don't like playing that single player. With with other people, Mario Kart is fantastic. Uh, But Onrush is great with other people or just playing against the AI. And I played my first uh, online matches after picking up the game, and that was a lot of fun. I was so close to being the MVP, which made me very happy, but it was just an absolute blast. And I would love it if the community stayed strong enough that after this free trial is over, it will it it's as easy and as quick to find a match as it was when I was playing, and I played it uh, at various times of the day just to see how it would be with matchmaking, and it was always instant uh, the quick play option, and of course they're adding the ranked play, which may uh, splinter the audience and, and make it harder to find matches, but hopefully that isn't the case. But um, it's like I said. It's got a free weekend on Xbox till the 12th on sale for 40% off standard edition, uh, 50 deluxe edition, which makes it 36 bucks or thirty seven fifty, I believe, and I think it's definitely worth checking out, and like I said, it's free, so you're not going to have to pay anything to actually try the game out in its entirety. It is sad that I got to the second-to-last part, a uh, championship or whatever they're called, Of the single player and that was a rare achievement that only a little over 5% of people have uh, gotten so it's a a bit sad that people aren't really messing with the single player but maybe that just means everyone's playing multiplayer I don't know or maybe no one's playing the game at all which would be sad but I enjoy it as a single player game and as a multiplayer game so I think it has something to offer in both uh, cases and then I played a bit of We Happy Few. It's my first time playing it since it launched in the Xbox preview program. And it's now been updated to be uh, the, the final launch version, I guess. And I've played for maybe 30 minutes, 45 minutes. And it's the beginning is very much the same as... It was when it first launched because I think that was the one concrete bit of narrative they actually had implemented it. And then when you got out of that area, it opened up into the more survival thing with not much going on story-wise. And now it's got a bit more story pushing you. But I don't know if it's that I'm just not in the right headspace for a game like this, but it didn't do a great job of onboarding me. I still think the intro is solid and there are some really dark and disturbing things especially when you f- finally really reveal what the real world is like when they're messing with the piñata in the the opening segment but when you get out and you have to scavenge and collect resources and craft and all that jazz it's not as interesting and i i can't i feel like in the original preview program version it threw you into like when you exited the first hatch it threw you into an environment where there were actually people around and things like it just cuz i think it was a smaller space and just this this one space and it threw you into this thing where okay you'll you'll run into people you have to do all this and it's much more instant into the action and just all the craziness that's going on Whereas in this, it throws you into this very empty environment with no one around, where you just go around and you're collecting resources and you're like, I guess I'll need all these things. And I got to a point where I just was collecting everything and then I I was just thinking to myself, why am I doing this? I should follow the story for at least some part of the beginning just to get out of this incredibly boring place. Uh, And I, I, I started doing that now, but... It's a rather boring intro, post-intro. Once the gameplay actually opens up, because the the first part is very, very linear, and is just introducing you to the world and what's happening in the world, and then when it actually puts you into the real world where you have to survive and get out and figure out what to do, Um, it's not all that fun and interesting. It looks good, But aesthetically, the drab, dreary world, when you're not on Joy or anything, looks a lot like the world of um, The Vanishing of Ethan Carter. Except The Vanishing of Ethan Carter looks incredible. And I can't help but think of that game because they look so similar aesthetically. Um, But I'm going to play some more, but I'm not excited about it. Which is sad because I actually was excited to return to the game after this because I remember playing it when it first launched in the preview program liking it even liking the survival aspect of it I know people were upset that the narrative things weren't there in the very beginning but I wasn't because I I, for me early access games make more sense in those types of games that aren't narrative driven because I, I don't want to play through a part of a story and then have to replay through it When the game finally launches, so I was fine with that. But there's just something about it right now that isn't grabbing me, and I don't know what it is. There's definitely more to it, more going on in the menus, with the I think there's like a there are multiple skill trees which weren't there initially, and I know from just the achievements and from people talking about that I guess there are multiple characters you will play through, which should be interesting story-wise a lot of the story is delivered through uh notes and letters and what have you that define so there's a good amount of reading to get uh the story and all that kind of information which is fine i i wish there were more things like uh the, like radio logs or whatever like in bioshock i would much rather be i i, I just i don't want to read a lot when I'm playing a game. Especially. It, it just takes me out of the experience. Someone. And just. It pauses the action. And the actual act of playing the game. And having to do that. Frequently. Especially in the very beginning. I just. It's like. Can't you. You picked up the letter. Can't you have the voice of your character. Read that letter to me. So that I don't have to stop doing what I'm doing. And I can continue on the path. And following the story. While getting bits of lore and information about this world and what's happening. Um, so there's that. But I'm, I'm hoping that it does grab me more as I play some more. Because I, I, I haven't played nearly enough to really say anything about it too uh, concretely. But other than that, I think I may have played a little bit more Dead Cells but nothing too substantial and yeah, just in the little free time I've had, I've just been playing Onrush and enjoying every second of it. I think it's a fantastic racer. I hope that this free trial on Xbox is able to convince at least a, a good chunk of people to purchase the game and give it a solid community who is dedicated to it and Supports it through playing it and just you know keeps it. uh Make sure that it has an active community um because I really really enjoy the game and I want to. I I wish you could get a second win. I don't know if that is even remotely possible. The developers have said on Reddit that they will still be supporting it. Like I don't know. I think they probably said like ten thousand percent or something. They're they're still committed to supporting it, which is nice. And that was something they said post the layoffs to make sure people were like, hey, we're still supporting this. And one of the things that uh, was on the docket is ranked mode, which is coming very soon. Um, I think they may have teased something about weather. That's one thing I would really love to see in the game is more changing weather weather during a match and environmental hazards and stuff like that, like lightning storms and you know maybe avalanches or in the snowy environments have giant uh, snowballs coming down, uh, something that is reminiscent of downhill domination, which I loved. And I loved all of the times when the environment would change. Like, I think there was a volcanic one, too that had uh crazy stuff going on. So I, I would just like something like that, that would, that would make each race all that much more interesting and fun and exciting and varied. Um, But yeah, Onrush is fantastic. One of my favorite games of the year. It'll probably end up being in my top five, along with Into the Breach and Monster Hunter and God of War. Probably, God of War is something I keep souring on more and more as time passes because I enjoy the story, but the gameplay just it didn't stick with me. And the more time, as more time passes, the more the game itself just doesn't stick with me. And with things like Red Dead Redemption coming out, Spider-Man, Tomb Raider, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Um, I don't know if Doom is this year, but there are a handful of games that could definitely knock God of War off of the top five list for me. Into the Breach is still my favorite, and I don't imagine anything will beat it. I'm really excited for Red Dead, but I still don't think even that can top Into the Breach. Uh, But yeah, so other than all that gaming, watching more comedies and I rewatched Tommy Boy and realized that's not a good movie. And it's sad because I was just thinking about like I think part of the reason why I liked it before is just that I love Chris Farley. He's my favorite SNL cast member of all time and he's such he's got great heart. He's someone you want to root for. Uh, He just never got good movie material. And, And it sucks. Because he, I think he could have really shined. Like he's got the same sort of feel and charisma and just personality that John Candy had. And I think if he ever got a chance and if he didn't, Die so young, um, sadly, that I think he really could have ended up with a great career and and done some really great stuff. Um, But sadly, that didn't end up happening. And then, I think Dumb and Dumber is a bad movie. Um, And I think part of the problem with Dumb and Dumber is that Jim Carrey is not great in it. He's incredibly annoying. And some people might be like, well, that's funny. That's part of it. And I don't think that's part of it. I think what makes Dumb and Dumber enjoyable or watchable or something that I still appreciate is that it's great seeing Jeff Daniels in a role like that. And I think Jeff Daniels kills the part because he's actually playing someone who is just dumb. He's, you know, he's he's got heart. He's, he's, a, he's like a little sweetheart, but he's also an idiot. But... Jim Carrey as what Lloyd Christmas, he's kind of a piece of shit and incredibly annoying, and not like I just I don't like being around him, so I don't like watching him whenever he's on screen, and some of the things like oh yeah you want to hear the most annoying noise like oh, you know I don't because it's actually annoying it's annoying for me when he has his little uh, daydream about being with the lady and he's doing the karate scene god there's some really stupid stuff in there that i just thought was annoying and not funny um but yeah i know a lot of people really like dumb and dumber not me uh and then i i'm not i didn't rewatch this but i just mentioned it to my friend to upset them i think the first jumanji is not a good movie and I think that because that's that's what I think. Uh, I think the, the, the new one, Welcome to the Jungle, with The Rock and all them, is a much better movie, and an actual good movie, and a very enjoyable movie. Much to my surprise, I did not think that movie was going to be anywhere near as good as it actually ended up being. But I really, really like that movie. It's fun, and it, it just works so well. But the first Jumanji... That the kids aren't great in it, the young Kirsten Dunst and whoever the boy is, who I don't think ever ended up with a career, and of course Robin Williams is great in it because Robin Williams is Robin Williams, and he's delightful. But he's not able to carry the movie. Guess what? I also I don't. It's been a while since I, don't, I don't think I like Hook either, but he's also great in that. But um, yeah. Whatever. People will be like, that's blasphemous. Because I think there are people who just adore Robin Williams unconditionally. And any any disliking of anything he's ever done will be looked at as uh, some egregious, offensive act against humanity. <laughs> but uh, I think that will do it for this here episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Xbox Live, monomalous Steam, Twitch, and all the usual places at PX Sausage on PSN. I am the Cush3. The site is, of course, pixelated where you can find this podcast and the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, which are both available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. And if you like crazy kooky colorful art, you can check out the art I do over at pxs art.com and while you're looking at some you may see one you really like and if you click the link below it it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy and if you fancy supporting the site in general and everything we do you can go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way every little bit counts and is great for no reason other than showing that there are people who really like what we do so if you like the art and the podcast and the videos that you can find on youtube.com slash pixelated sausage uh supporting us on patreon is greatly appreciated so once again that is patreon.com slash pxs and that will do it for this here episode where i first or for the first time looked to you in the eyes while i say bye Oh